You're listening to Hey Bitches Podcast, episode 131. Hey bitches, what is up you guys? It's your girl Carly. Welcome back to Hey Bitches Podcast. Hope you guys are having an incredible day. Today we are back at it again with another episode all about goals. Now listen, I know that we already talked about goals once. We talked about goal setting, how to make goals, all of those things. It is not a repeat episode, okay? Today, I'm here to talk about my goals, okay? What's been going on in my life lately? A little life update, everything that's kind of happening lately. And I thought I would do it because it's like the time of the year for it, you know? Like the new year, new goals, new me, all that. (laughs) I feel like that's been the topic of like every episode this month. But I thought I would give you guys like a little life update because I think it's been a while since we kind of did like a holistic life update. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. First, let's start with the big one, the fun one, the one that everybody loves. Let's circle back to the elusive Los Angeles, California move. Okay. If you haven't been listening to the podcast for a while, I will give you the TLDR right now. I started my immigration process into the U.S. in the late 2019. And by late 2019, I literally mean like December of 2019. And then I was continuing on with it, talking to my lawyer, figuring out all of that kind of stuff. And then the pandemic hit in March of 2022. Because everything was so new back then, we had no idea what was going on and all of that. The U.S. actually stopped accepting visa applications of any kind because that was kind of their way of stopping like the border because the U.S. never officially closed their border. It was Canada who closed their border to the U.S., but that was also kind of a way of just like stopping immigration just in general. So I could not, even if I had my application done, I literally could not have submitted it because they were no longer accepting visa applications. I was just like, damn, I guess that that is just not the path that I'm going on. I was still like very set on it at the time, but as things kind of went on and I This was also kind of the time that I blew up on TikTok. So as my social media was growing, I went to New York. I did all these things. I lost my job. I went to a full-time influencer. That whole story is on the podcast if you guys want to listen to it. But when they kind of reopened the visa processing again and they started accepting applications, I literally was in a completely different place and mindset and all of that in my life and in my career than I was before. And I actually decided that I didn't want to live there full-time. And I still do carry that energy because in October of 2021, I actually went with two of my managers. I rekindled my love for LA and all of that, but it did kind of solidify to me that like, I don't really know if moving there is like full-time is the move for me. My manager's boyfriend, she lives in LA and that's like a win for me. And it's been a win for me lately because now me and her are seriously looking into spending more time in LA. So when I'm recording this episode, I was actually supposed to be in LA today. I was supposed to go on an agency trip, but things kind of went all over the place and we ended up not going. However, given the state of everything right now, hoping that things get better or stay the same or like nothing gets worse, um, I will be spending an entire month in LA in March and then maybe three-ish months in the fall. We'll kind of see when we cross that bridge. But I, like I said, I love LA still. I rekindled my love for LA in October. I just feel like I thrive there. Like I really am doing my best. And I think that Whenever I talk about it on the podcast, I kind of have the same sentiments. I'm thriving. My career is going great. I'm having a great time. Like I feel good. 
there is sun, it's not freezing. Will I ever live in LA full-time? Maybe. As of right now, or this year, it is uh, probably not in the cards for me. I'm not gonna lie. I don't really think that reopening my visa right now and stuff like that is worth it. I don't really think the immigration process is worth it. I don't spend, I think, enough time there to make that decision, but maybe in the future, I don't know. But uh, I wanted to also share, I guess my ideal LA experience more or less would be like a part-time Angelino, (laughs) a part-time LA person. Like I live in either whatever city I choose to live in Canada here and then live in LA part-time and maybe not even LA. I think it's just more so like I want to split my time between here and in the US. And so I don't know, maybe that will be LA. Maybe, maybe it won't be. I don't know. However, I like the city that I live in for a lot of reasons. You know, it's way less expensive. The tax rate is like the lowest in all of Canada. I have my family here, my friends here. It's like the home base for the agency, all of that kind of stuff. Like there's a lot of benefits, obviously, to living in Canada. We obviously have the <laughs> the benefits that everybody knows about, like universal health care and that kind of thing. We have a high minimum wage, X, Y, Z. Okay, lots of lots of benefits to living in Canada and to living in Edmonton specifically. But it's no secret that LA is such a good move for my career in general. So just being there, I don't know if any of you guys watch or like paid attention to that Twitter thread that happened kind of like in November, I would say, of 2021 called Surviving Sophia, where essentially it was like this girl who like scammed all these influencers and was like telling people she was dating Jack Harlow and like essentially scamming these people, but willingly, like these people were giving her her giving her their credit cards and paying for things and all of this. And, you know, then apparently there was this whole, like, you know, somebody came on and they dropped all the tea on it and X, Y, Z and whatever. That thread actually really made me realize how easy it is to be in right time, right place. And right now with the career goals and stuff that I have, I'm not in right place. Um, And that right place for me, I believe is LA because with this whole surviving Sophia thing, like she was just getting into places and meeting these people by saying that she knew other people that like didn't even know her. And it was insane. Like people were literally taking her word that she was like dating Jack Harlow and she was like photoshopping things. And they were like, yeah, seems legit. Like I was like, what (laughs) does everybody in LA just have one collective brain cell? Like how did that get past y'all? But it does present an interesting opportunity for me to be like, oh, well, clearly it's not as hard as I thought it was because I thought it was like very exclusive and very hard to get into and all of this when in reality, I feel like I could just be sitting somewhere and be sitting next to fucking like Key and Lolly and JC planning reality house season four. But I can't do that all the way in Edmonton. Being in LA, being there, making friends in the industry, all of that, it's actually a lot easier for me to do that in LA than it is making them online. And I know making friends online is like such a normal thing that we're doing now. And I don't think that it's like I don't have online friends, but I don't really have the deepest connections to be like, hey, I'm coming to LA, like, let's do something. And they go, oh my God, yes, I'm going to this party. I'm going to this event. I will bring you to this. Let me introduce you to my friends. Let me da 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 do all of those types of things, which I love. You know, I'm a very social person. I love going out. I love meeting people. I love doing those things, but you can't really do that when you just have an online friendship and you've never even met that person in real life, you know? So I do think like it just is such a good career move for me right now. And also too, I feel like given the fact that I have this apartment and stuff like that in Edmonton, I have people who are willing to take care of it for me when I'm gone. I have my manager who is going to be there a lot of the time too. I have other friends. It just is a good move in my career. I don't have a lot of 
responsibilities in my city so I can I can go for like a month at a time and stuff like that. I'm actually very, very excited to go. Circling back to LA and like living there full time and all of that kind of stuff, I do still want to go to law school in LA. And if you guys have never heard me talk about this, essentially I have a burning passion for intellectual property law, entertainment law, that kind of stuff. I actually do have a major in marketing and a minor in intellectual property law, and I really enjoy it. And at UCLA, there is a program for media, sports, entertainment, and technology law specifically. I would love to go. I do really think that law school is the next move for me. It does kind of break down to, I would rather right now prioritize my influencer career and building my businesses and doing those things than I would go to school because at the end of the day, law school is essentially always going to be there and I can always go back and I can always do those things. I do want to go to school in LA. So that That obviously would be the time where I would have to apply for a visa and do all those things and live there full time and find somewhere to live full time type of thing. But for now, flying back and forth, splitting my time part time is actually kind of more my vibe. Now, something that I also mentioned is that LA is like a vibe right now, but what is it long-term? Like what are the cities and the places that I'd like to split my time between, between like the US and Canada? And I actually really love Arizona and people love to roast me for this because they're like, Arizona's a retirement community, blah, blah, blah. I love that. Okay, I love it. I want to go somewhere where I just chill in the winter. I don't have to do this like minus 36 bullshit. I can go to Arizona. It's not snowing. It's not minus 40. Everybody just wants to play golf and go to the spa. Like, absolutely. I'm very old at heart. I think a lot of people don't really realize that about me is that I am like a 95 year old. I go to bed at 9 p.m., sometimes earlier, and I wake up at six and I live my best life and I do all my like bad bitch business stuff during the day. But after work, I'm like, I would love to just sit on the couch and drink some tea and then uh, go to bed at 9 p.m. <laughs> Obviously that's different in the, like, the places that I'm in, but I do, I love Arizona because of that, because it's just like, it's such a, a chill vibe. And here's the thing too, I've gone multiple times. I've been to Arizona multiple times. I've gone on solo trips. I went on a solo trip during the winter break in university. It was fantastic. I just did things by myself. Like I think that it's fantastic. And also too, here's another thing. Taxes are not up the ass in Arizona like they are in California. And that's a big reason why a lot of people are leaving California, right? It's like the taxes and the amount of money that you're having to spend and all of that. And I already fucking hate paying the taxes that I have to pay here. So why would I move somewhere where now I have to pay not only double the taxes, but probably works out to triple the taxes just because of like the way that it all works there. I would rather live like I said, in Arizona and just like hop on a flight to LA when I need to. Cause like flights are like four fucking dollars or some shit, not actually $4, but like there's so much cheaper than it is to fly internationally, obviously. But I love Arizona. I love LA. Will I move to LA anytime soon? Probably not. Will I be spending some time there coming up though? Absolutely. Moving on to the next goal. We are talking about launching new companies and I'm really excited. I teased this a little bit over on Instagram, kind of talked about it now. I'm kind of in the talking about it phase, but I am launching a sex toy company. I have been working behind the scenes on this for a while now, and it's still going to be months until you'll see anything come from it, but I am so freaking excited. Literally today, the day that I'm recording this, I've set out my six month plan, my six month launch plan about everything that's kind of happening 
in terms of getting the business off of the ground. I've already done all of my kind of like research for sourcing and that kind of thing. Now it's more so business strategy for the next six months. And I am literally so excited. So it is called Come As You Are, Come spelled K-U-M, As You Are. And I wanted to launch it because one, it's so on brand for me, but also too, because I truly love the sexual wellness space and I want to be a part of it. I think that you guys probably can notice from the podcast that I, you know, I love to talk about sex and I love to talk about hookups and I love to do these things, but I also have a, like a very massive appreciation for putting out more sexual education, for having more normalized conversations about sex, for doing those types of things. And I think that by having the podcast and then by, I guess, extension, having a sex toy line that also strives to do the same thing, we are very much so normalizing the conversations around sex and we're normalizing the conversations around sexuality, sex toys. We're removing a lot of stigmas that were placed upon us for years and years and years and I want to be a part of that and I want that to translate into the brand. I want that to translate into the podcast and I want to just be on the forefront, you know? So like I mentioned as well, it is called Come As You Are, K-U-M As You Are. I actually previously had called it Girls Come To. So come with the K, but I was calling it Girls Come To. And here's the thing. I love it. It's cheeky. It's funny. It's like innuendo. It's playing on the fact that like for a lot of the time, like girls don't come from sex because men aren't putting in the effort and blah, blah, blah. And that, that whole conversation. However, the more I thought about it, I was like, yes, this is cheeky and this is fun and all of this. But at the same time, I was like, okay, inclusivity is a huge thing for me. I very much value inclusivity, giving platforms to people who are in marginalized bodies, who have marginalized sexual experiences, who are marginalized ethnic groups, all of those types of things. And I was like, you know what? I feel like I can't call it girls come to because that's excluding a ton of people. So I did a lot of like workshopping and back and forth and all of that kind of stuff. And I came on come as you are. And I think it's perfect because obviously there's the fun sexual side of that where it's come, like obviously come as you are. And I think that as you are part really encapsulates being inclusive because listen, at the end of the day, you can identify however you want. I'm just trying to help you come. (laughs) Like that's it. Like I just, I'm trying to help you have an orgasm baby. And that is how come as you are was born. And so, like I said, I've been doing the whole six month strategy thing. I just set out the roadmap, the game plan, the X, Y, Z. I'll be working on it for the next like six months, next couple months. And if all goes well, I'm hoping for a July launch. Now, please don't hold me to that because we got to, you know, there's a lot of other driving factors in it, but I'm praying that a July launch will be the launch for that. So if you listen to the podcast, this is like the most in-depth I've really ever talked about it. So enjoy your little sneaky, preaky, sneaky, peaky preview of uh, Come As You Are and everything that is happening there. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to do this for you guys. I really hope you guys stick with me for this journey. And eventually one day you'll listen back to this and be like, oh my God, I heard heard this podcast when Carly was talking about it. And now look, Come As You Are is launched. So I'm so excited. Another goal that I have, that I have been identified, that I've been focusing on all of those things is it's less goal, I guess it's less goal post oriented in terms of like, oh, I'm going to launch this in this month and I want to hit this number and I want to move here and I want to do those things. And it's more of like a vibe goal and it is leveling myself up, becoming a better bitch, stepping into my power, doing all those things. 
And so I feel like last year I was so focused on business. And I think that was fine because I moved out on my own. I had to make sure I had my cl- my correct cash flow. I could pay my manager. I could pay my employees. I could pay my rent, my bills, all of that kind of stuff. I was really, really focused on growing my business. And I don't think that was a bad thing. And like, it was super lucrative for me. I'm so grateful for the experience. I learned so much in such a condensed amount of time. I literally did so much work, like an unbelievable amount of work. And I learned so much and I'm very, very grateful for it. However, this year, I feel like I nailed the business thing. I could replicate it. I can do it again. I want to focus more on me as a person. Now, listen, if you listen to the episode right before this, which is the to all the boys episode, you know, I've been feeling like a lot of growing pains lately. And a lot of them are kind of about the person that I truly desire to be. I've kind of been going through it being like, okay, well, what is my ideal self like? And what would my ideal self do in X, Y, Z? And the thing is, is I'm not going to st- like, I'm not going to not enjoy my life and all of this and indulge in things because I'm like, oh, what would my my future self or my higher self think of this? Because if we've listened to the not giving a fuck episode, we know my feelings on those. However, I just, I've been more tapped in and I've been more aware of coming to this next level and this next stage of essentially being that bitch, okay? <laughs> a lot of this does have to do mostly with the way I carry myself, my style, the clothes that I wear, the aura that I have, okay? Essentially, I want to be a bad bitch who is running a thriving business, who is truly living her best motherfucking life. And you might look at me and you might be like, Carly, you're already there. And I totally feel like I am. But now I want an elevated experience. I want I want to look even better. I want this to be my hottest year of my life. I want to have sickening outfits every single time that I leave my house. I want my business to do better than it ever has before. I want to grow my team. I want to give off that have my shit together, bad bitch, more or less type of energy. I want to do that in a more leveled up kind of way. And I think that another big thing about that is because I was so focused on business last year, put a lot of effort into that and didn't really put a lot of effort into things like getting ready every single day or making sure that I wasn't wearing sweatpants every single day of my life. And that's not a bad thing. Obviously not. I own a whole like sweatpant line. However, I just want to tap more into being a bad bitch, being like that version of myself and continuing to grow and evolve and step into the woman that I am and all of that. And that is like another big goal that I really have this year is to be a motherfucking bad bitch, hot shit, thriving business bitch, (laughs) point blank period. Okay. The last goal I have is really getting more serious about money as well as investments. I feel like this is a goal that so many people have in very similar and also probably dissimilar types of ways. But I think that money, financial literacy, investments, that kind of stuff is so, so, so important. And we really need to talk about it. And so I want to share with you guys kind of my goals around it. Obviously, we don't have to have the same goals. We don't have to have the same progress. We don't have to do all these same things. But I thought I would share with you guys just to to share about my goals and stuff like that and maybe inspire you to take more of a closer look at your finances and your investments this year. But like I said, I'm trying to get more serious about money and investments. So last year, 2021, was the first year that I really started seeing real money in my life. And that's not to say in 2022, I was still an influencer then, all of that. I was still making money. I was still doing these things. But last year was a true 
unbelievable year. I quadrupled my income from 2020 to 2021, which is insane. And I did so much work. Like I said, I was very business focused. I was doing so much work. I was making so much money. I was getting paid a ton. I was like, I was opened up to all of these insane experiences. And like I said, it was the first time I felt like I was seeing real money in my life. I was able to make, you know, I guess while I feel like I was able to make a bunch of smart money moves, I know that there are areas that I could be doing better in. And I'm excited to kind of tap into that this year and become a bitch with better money and better financial literacy and a better business brain and a better investing brain and getting into things like NFTs and Bitcoin, Ethereum. What is the overarching term for that. <laughs> like clearly I need to figure that out whatever it is cryptocurrency, doing those types of things. NFTs is a huge one that I would love to look into as well, but sit down with myself and like make a plan and like really get into it. And so last year I maxed out my RRSP, which if you're from America that is an IRA equivalent. So either way they are retirement accounts. And so I felt really good about doing that, like maxing out my RRSP. However, it was kind of more of a tax benefit because I'm self-employed and whatever I contributed to my RRSP, I got like a write-off for on my taxes. So I didn't have to pay as much in taxes. So because of that, it was less of like, I should say for retirement, because this is a smart move for my retirement. And it was more so I don't want to pay taxes. And I know that both of them work together. Obviously I'm saving for my retirement. That was a really good investment, but I didn't really feel connected to it like that. Like it didn't really in my mind feel like, oh yes, like I am, this is an investment that I'm making into my future. This is me really getting involved in finances. This is me really figuring this out. Like it at the end of the day, it was just because I didn't want to pay a ton of taxes. And so that's kind of how I want to feel about other things, finance-wise, investment-wise, moving forward. I want to feel like I'm setting myself up and less like it is just another piece in my business type of thing. So this year, I want to be intentional, I guess, with my savings and with my money and with my finances. (laughs) So this could mean really things like having more intentional savings accounts or being more strategic, hiring a wealth manager, doing like, I don't know. I I think I really have to look into it. I have to reach out. I have to, you know, pull some strings, do some little like, what are they called? Tethers into my community to be like, hey, like, what should I be doing with my money? Essentially, because at the end of the day, I'm not like a finance major. I'm not an accounting major. I'm not a wealth strategist. I'm just a person who has a business. And I, I feel like I just need to seek someone out who will work with me very well to make really good goals and strategies on being more intentional with my money this year. And so one of the biggest changes about this year is that I'm actually now a legally incorporated entity. So no longer are the days where I am your girl Carly sole proprietorship. I am your girl Carly incorporated, baby. I am so excited for that. If you guys are unfamiliar with how um, corporations or anything like that work, I am the U.S. equivalent of an S-corp. And then in Canada, I'm obviously an incorporation. And so essentially... The easiest way for me to explain this is I am now separated from my business. So if I were to get sued or something, the business were to get sued, they could only sue the business for the assets that are in the business or under the business name. And then they could not sue me for things like my personal items. They couldn't sue me for my house. They couldn't sue me for anything that is like under my own personal 
name and stuff that is under my own personal life. They could only do it through the business. And that's kind of like my best way to kind of explain the difference between a individual and a legal entity. And so I'm really excited about that, actually, because there's a lot of other benefits. Obviously, there's taxes. There is, well, taxes is the biggest one. (laughs) Obviously, the the suing and all that. But taxes is the biggest one because now I'm not paying like something dumb, like 48%. Now I'm paying like 16%. I actually don't know if that's correct, but I know that the, the jump is way different. But because of that as well, my payment structure is actually changing. So I am now, this is like, this might sound like a mind fuck to you guys, but I am now an employee of myself. So that means I get a salary. Now I get like an actual, it's like, it's like I left the nine to five world where I had like that comfy, hey, you get paid bi-weekly. This is how much it is. We already take your taxes off. We do all those things. The money just goes into your account and you don't got to worry about it. I am back in that world, except for my company is the person who pays me. So it's like me, Carly, gets paid by Your Girl Carly Incorporated. And like I said, that means that I get a salary and I'm so excited. And so obviously I decide my salary and going off of the numbers and stuff that I made last year, yeah, I could basically pay myself the entire salary out of my corporation. That wouldn't make sense though. I'd still be paying the same amount of like income taxes, but I do get to decide my salary, but like, I don't want to be wild with it because I don't want to pay a shit ton of income taxes. Like that's exactly the opposite that I want to do. I fucking hate paying my income taxes, but I will do it anyways. But I just don't want to be in like the massive, I don't want to give 48% of my money to the government of Canada at the end of the day. That's like not something that I want to do. So I am not going to because now I have a salary. Something that also is really cool about that as well is now I'm paying into things like CPP and EI, which is like the Canadian pension program or employment insurance and stuff. So if I ever, God forbid, knock on wood, do lose my job as an influencer, I can actually still apply for EI and that kind of stuff. So I can afford my life in the meantime while I look for a job. So that is also another benefit of going this incorporated type of of route. I know you guys probably shouldn't ask for like a legal breakdown, but I'm very excited to talk about it. And, you know, I I wanted to share it. But going back to that, like I do want to get more focused with saving and investing and understanding what is best for me, because now I feel like I'm in a position where I don't run everything Every single dollar doesn't run through me specifically, and it makes it actually a lot easier to plan and to strategize and to do those things because I am getting paid a set amount of money every single month. I can like budget. I can do these things versus when every single dollar was going through me individually. And I know I probably could have done it the same, but I like I really thrive on structure. And I thrive on making sure that everything is in its place and has good systems. Like if I can automate things too, automate my savings, automate my credit card, automate my payroll, do all those things that I'm so happy about it. And so having that structure allows me to then when I get when I eventually talk to whoever the right person is, a wealth strategist, a financial advisor, whatever, and figuring out what is the next best move for me and my money, then I can go back to my budget and I can go back to how much I'm getting paid and that kind of stuff. And I can make an actual roadmap and a a plan and a strategy. No longer am I like, oh, well, this, this month I make this much. And then this month I made this much. And obviously too, I still have savings and whatever, but like it's more stability and I think that is going to be really fun and very exciting for me. And I'm I'm excited for it. And so 
my biggest goals for that type of thing is just being better with my money and just figuring it out more. And I am so excited to go on that journey and and be more financially literate. And also too, I do have a podcast episode coming out. I'm not really sure when it's planned. However, I am going to do another hot girl finance episode where I will bring on an expert because obviously I am not. I will bring on an expert and we will chit chat all things money. I will have so many questions. I will also put up a question sticker if you guys want to ask questions too. But don't you fret. If you're like, Carly, this is getting me fired up. I want to learn about money and finances and wealth strategies, no worries, because I will bring somebody on for you. It's not me. (laughs) I'll facilitate, but I am not a financial advisor, but I got you, bitch. Okay. With that being said, bitches, those are my goals. I'm so excited. Like I said, this was an episode kind of about like a life life update, a goal update, all of that kind of stuff. And this was more so, I guess, of the life update vibes. I did do a love life dating update in the previous episode, the To All The Boys episode. If you guys want to kind of listen through it and hear my thoughts on dating and sex and relationships this year in 2022. But this is kind of like my personal practical life updates. And I'm very excited I got to share it with you guys because I like being on the same page. I like y'all knowing like what the fuck is up with me. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. That is it for today's episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to screenshot this episode and share it over on Instagram and tag me at Hey Bitches Podcast. I would absolutely love to chat shit in the DMs about today's episode with you guys. Before you go, make sure to subscribe to Hey Bitches wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are an Apple podcast listener, make sure to give the show a five-star rating and review. It really does help me out and I would really appreciate it. I love you guys so much. I hope you guys have an incredible day. And for now, bye-bye, bitch.